Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is The Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. And away we go on the Monday edition of The Daily 10. It's your friend Matt to recap a weekend's worth of NFL playoff football and a couple of interesting nuggets to talk about with Falcons' new head coach, Arthur Smith. But we have worked our way down from the Elite Eight to the Final Four as we get ready for championship weekend around the NFL. Right off the top, couple of things. Home field advantage in three of the four divisional round games held true, with the lone exception coming in New Orleans. <laughs> get it? New Orleans. Uh, we'll talk more about their failures coming up in a minute, but let's talk about how we got here in the Final Four. Uh, on Saturday, the Packers beat the Rams 32-18 to to advance to their second straight NFC Championship game, but most importantly, it's the first title game for the Packers at home since 2007. They're going to be the much more rested team when they host Tampa next week. It's supposed to be temps in the 20s. Always a chance of snow, a great advantage for Green Bay and Aaron if they want to get back to a Super Bowl. The story, a couple of stories actually, from the Green Bay win over uh, the Rams on Saturday. The Packers outrushed LA 188-96 to in that win. Aaron Rodgers was great as usual, threw for 296, two touchdowns. He rushed for another score where he had a beautiful pump fake that shook poor Leonard Floyd. Aaron makes it look so easy, and when you give him a run game, I mean, it's it's almost unstoppable. So the Packers advance. The Saturday night game, we were all expecting more fireworks when you put those two young quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen on the field, but it, it just never happened. The Bills end up winning 17-3. to They advanced to their first AFC Championship game since 1994. The difference in the game, a 101-yard interception return by Buffalo late in the third quarter. Instead of a 10-10 game, if the Ravens tie it there, the Bills grab a 17-3 lead, and it felt like an insurmountable lead. On top of that, Lamar Jackson gets knocked out of the game. Game over. The crazy thing for Buffalo... They didn't even try to run the ball until the second quarter. And they only called nine running plays in the entire game, which is odd because you better have some balance in the postseason. Instead, Buffalo dropped Josh Allen back 44 times, and they won the game. All right, let's move to Sunday where the Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17. Kansas City advances to the AFC title game for the third straight season. The storyline coming out of the game was Patrick Mahomes, who was knocked out with a concussion, so we'll see how he progresses in concussion protocol this week. He was also banged up, it looked like, with a toe or a foot earlier in the game, so he got knocked around. Now, Chad Henney came off the bench to go 6-for-8, passing 66 yards, an enormous 13-yard scramble on a 3rd and 14 late in the game, and then the marbles that Andy Reid shows on a 4th and 1 to drop Henney back and complete a pass on his own side of the field to Tyreek Hill, Otherwise, the Browns take over in prime position to win that game. It's a gutsy call that, like I said, is just called gutsy. And, and you know, you look at Andy Reid and say, look at the stones on that guy. If it doesn't work, it's reckless in Kansas City. 
could end up going home if uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns get another shot. Uh, but Andy Reid knew he was going to have to answer about Patrick Mahomes and his chances of playing next week. Here's what Reid had to say. He's actually doing very well. I, mean, I just talked to him, and he's, uh, he's doing good. Um, I mean, we'll see how he is tomorrow, but I mean, right now, he, he's, uh, he's feeling good. All right, so the Chiefs advance to the AFC Championship game, which we'll talk about in a minute. They will host the Buffalo Bills, which took us to the piece of resistance late Sunday with the Aints hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I tried to warn everybody. I tried to warn our friends in New Orleans that Tom Brady was coming in to crush your Super Bowl dreams, and it happened. Tampa scored 17 unanswered points to win that game 30-20 to in the not-so-Superdome. Man, let's be honest, that was not a very pretty game. I mean, on either side. Both quarterbacks looked their age. Both offenses couldn't get going. While you credit the defenses, there were a lot of missed throws by both quarterbacks. And for Drew Brees, he threw three picks in the game. He looked 52 years old at points in that game. And as his career comes to an end, it ends with another postseason loss, which gives Brees and the Saints three home losses in the postseason in the last four years. They used to be dominant, and you couldn't beat them in the Superdome. That's not the case anymore. Breeze just completed 56% of his passes in that game for an abysmal 3.9 yards per attempt. Michael Thomas didn't have a catch. I mean, they couldn't do anything offensively. Not that Brady was much better. He completed just 55% of his passes for six yards per attempt, but compared to Breeze, I mean, he looked like Tom Brady, quote, in his prime. Breeze threw two touchdowns, or excuse me, Brady threw two touchdowns. He rushed for another on a quarterback sneak, but most importantly, Brady didn't turn it over. So Breeze rides off to the sunset. He is reportedly retiring, according to Jay Glazer, although he hasn't, Breeze himself, made it official. The Saints are in salary cap hell at this point. They're about $90 million over the cap, so it's going to be a very different-looking Saints team. Moving forward, as I said, Breeze hasn't officially announced anything about his future, but he was asked what his plans are after the game. This your last game? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer this this question one time, and that is that I'm going to give myself an opportunity to uh, to you know, think about the season, think about a lot of things, just like I did last year, and um, make a decision. So as Breeze, as I said, rides off into the sunset, Tom Brady will get another chance to get back to a Super Bowl. He will play in a conference championship game for a 14th time in his Hall of Fame career. Brady and Tampa now will have to go on the road for a third straight week. They'll have to go into the frigid conditions of Lambeau Field and face the hottest team in the NFL right now, the Green Bay Packers. Here's Tom Brady, who was beaming with pride after the game, talking about that road win in New Orleans. We have great chemistry. We have fun at practice. And uh, we work really hard to, uh, to get this point, just like the other three teams remaining. So it's hard to get to this point. There's nothing guaranteed from this point forward. But, you know, we got to go out there and we got to going to have to play our very best to uh, to beat one of the best teams in the league. So next Sunday, the schedule looks like this. Tampa at Green Bay at 3.05 in the NFC Championship game. Bills in Kansas City will play at 6.40 with the winners meeting in Tampa. The Bucks have a chance to do something nobody's ever done. That's host the Super Bowl, be the home team or at least a team playing on its home field in the Super Bowl. All right, so with the Saints getting eliminated, ha <laughs> eliminated. Uh, we'll see now if the Falcons make the Terry Fontenot move official as they announce their new general manager. Uh, they can announce it now, I assume, whenever they want to, and we'll then follow the Arthur Smith Terry Fontenot 
journey together. I would assume a press conference later this week, but we'll wait on details on some of that. We do have some details coming out on Arthur Smith's coaching staff. Several of the NFL insiders, including Jason Lockenfora, had some news over the weekend that longtime NFL defensive coordinator Dean Pease, who retired in 2020 for a second time, but did coach with Arthur Smith for a couple of years in Tennessee in 2018 and 19, will be joining Atlanta's new staff in some capacity, whether it's the D.C. or another role. Dean Pease is 70 years old. He's coached with the Patriots, Ravens, and Titans. He has, a, I mean, a great reputation around the league. Last couple of years in Tennessee, 2018, the Titans were third in scoring, eighth in yards, 10th and third down defense, and second in red zone defense in 2018. 2019, they were 12th in scoring, 21st in yards, eighth in red zone, or excuse me, eighth and third down defense, and 31st in red zone defense. We'll see if that comes to fruition and in what role. Then there was a report from Adam Kaplan, who reported Bears passing game coordinator Dave Ragone could be joining Smith's staff as the OC or the passing game coordinator. And the reason that's sort of intriguing, we will all assume Arthur Smith will be calling his own plays. But we won't know that until he tells us at the the press conference. I'm always confused of why coaches, when they get hired, or at some point throughout their head coaching career, give up what is one of the best things they do in play calling to take on the CEO role, which, I mean, if you think about it, you can't really oversee everything, which is why you have to trust your instincts when you make these assistant coaching hires. And if you're Arthur Smith, you hire the right OC to help you run everything in practice, but you call the plays on Sunday. Same thing on defense. That that hire for his DC is going to be vitally important. Any play calling head coach on offense has to have a DC that he can trust because that's yours. You're the defensive head coach. Similar to what Sean McVay did when he hired Wade Phillips to be his DC when McVay got the job with the Rams. You trust that he can run that side of things. You'll still make the decisions on fourth downs and timeouts and those big fourth quarter type of calls, but you also have a game management coordinator who is there to assist you with some uh, experience to help you along the way. But Arthur Smith, to me, I don't know if you want to break up the pie into why he was hired. Leadership, culture, um, your reputation, but part of it is his play calling ability. He's thought to be a very good game planner during the week. He's thought to be a very good schemer, very creative. But if you take the play sheet out of his hand, well, you lose some of the reason why I think you should be uh, so excited that Arthur Smith was hired. Look around the league right now. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Kevin Stefanski, Frank Reich. They were all largely hired because they're real difference makers with the play sheet in their hands during the game. I think it would be short-sighted by any of these guys, including Arthur Smith, to give up those responsibilities. Again, it's important to build a culture. It's important to uh, be the leader, managing the uh, organization, managing the game on Sunday. But calling his plays, I think, is vital to the hire of Arthur Smith. And I did see a report from Adam Kaplan who said that is the plan. But until we hear Arthur Smith say it at the presser, It'll worry me a little bit because I think that's a big advantage to him joining the Falcons. If you guys would, please press the subscribe button. We'd love to have you along the way each and every morning when we drop you 10 minutes or so. Sometimes I go long at 10 a.m. And wherever you get your favorite podcast, that's where it will be waiting for you on your device. I'll be with Chuck Oliver this afternoon. We're back again tomorrow with the next edition of The Daily 10. Subscribe to The Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.